Good morning, everyone. We're going to get started now. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Jim Jaquetta, CTO and co-founder of Vitovation. Uh, we thank you for joining us today. We hope you're all staying safe and healthy out there. Uh, hope to see you folks sometime soon, either at your facilities or at a trade show or an industry event. So I'm looking forward to getting back out on the road. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how to, to, to design, sell, and deploy an enterprise IPTV and digital signage system. I think it's uh, appropriate for me to start with what's our definition of IPTV? That's a pretty, you know, internet protocol television. That's a pretty wide uh, uh, statement, a pretty wide definition. You know, uh, that could be Netflix or Hulu. Um, we use the word enterprise because it's inside the corporate environment. We could say corporate IPTV. So what are we typically doing? We're distributing, if we're dealing with a media company, a studio, a TV station, uh, they'll have their own internal uh, content and media that they need to move around. Uh, even your typical enterprise, uh, big corporation, a, a pharma company, uh, they have corporate videos, training videos, the CEO gives a speech. So there is there is an element of your own content, your own internal content that you move around. But then we combine that with external content. And uh, most of the time we will integrate uh, either satellite like DirecTV or DishNet uh, or cable TV or over-the-air television. Uh, or all of the above. Uh, many, many projects we will do internal feeds, studio feeds, over the air, cable, satellite, dish, and direct TV uh, to get uh, a full, uh, 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 wide variety of content. So that's where we're coming from. And uh, one thing I like to do uh, with the webinars is. Um, um, do a little survey you know how many of you folks are actually uh working with uh, iptv right now and digital signage or do you plan to work with it soon uh, have you deployed something yet um, is it something in the pipeline um is, or you have real no no real plans but you're just here today uh for for curiosity uh please vote and let us know uh, uh, what, what, uh, where, where you guys are at in your, in your IPTV journey. So here we go. Some votes are coming in. Uh, all right. So let's see here. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, oh no, hit the, I hit the wrong button. Let me see here. I've done this before. Well, I'll, I'll read it to you in case I lose it. 67% said yes. 33% no but plan to and zero said no and no future plans so good so you're you're in the right place um uh yeah you should see the uh results now uh, on your screen it's weird i can't see that i can't see what you see but you should see uh some results uh, uh on the on the screen right now so let me let me hide that so uh why do iptv is it always necessary you know uh, what's the rule of thumb? You know, as we, as many of you probably know, the the old school approach is uh, uh, to traditionally RF bulky RF cables, 
and you, you can see this picture. I found this picture online. I, I don't know where that is in the world, but isn't that great? All that rat's nest of cable TV cables uh, on a pole. You can barely see there's a guy in there. You see there's, there's a worker there trying to, trying to troubleshoot uh, a, a signal. But, uh, you know, you need these bulky RF cables. You need line amplifiers. Um, it's hard to scale if you have a very big um, enterprise. You, you, you know, you can only amplify so much. The signal starts getting noisy. And uh, what we have found in the last five, five or so years, or maybe even a little more, they're not building buildings anymore with RF cables on the wall. Uh, you know, maybe 10, 20 years ago, uh, you know, they would pull network cables. They would pull phone lines. They would pull RF for television into every suite, into every room. Uh, it's not the case anymore. It's just not being put into the scope of work for buildings. They're just, uh, you know, dropping three or four or five uh, LAN connections in a room or in a suite. And that's it. You hook up your VoIP phone, you hook up your computers, then customers are like, all right, but now I want television. How do I bring it in? So, so IPTV uh, in many installations is the, is the only choice. And we do it over the customer's existing network, which is the great thing. So let me see. Let me... So, uh, you know, I, I mentioned scalability. So cable, you can only do so many amplifiers, as I mentioned, uh, but you know, you're gonna to get too much signal to noise, too much noise if you amplify too much. IP is, is virtually unlimited. Un, the scalability is unlimited. Uh, as long as you have network capacity, I mean, of course we will work with you and your customers to make sure your network can handle the payload but uh, I'll get into it a little bit more, but we distribute the video as multicast, which uh, alleviates a lot of the, the overhead or the strain on your network. The video only propagates through the network when it's requested. So, uh, uh, whereas uh, if you do it unicast, you need more capacity uh, um, uh, on your network. So here's the old school way of building a, a head end for IPTV. So in this particular picture, you can see vertically, these are uh, uh, satellite receiver boxes. Uh, just let's pretend if this was a cable IPTV head end, if they were bringing cable TV in, instead of those satellite boxes, it would be cable set top boxes. So they would be all racked up and, and they make, you know, it takes like four or five rack units to hold about eight of these. And then the gear underneath each group of those is a bunch of encoders. So you can see in a typical installation, we take uh, four and a half racks, almost five racks and get it down to about a quarter of a rack uh, or a third of a rack, about 14, 12 or 14 rack units. Uh, we can we can uh, 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 eliminate all this space. You save space. You save on electricity. You save on HVAC. To to cool all of these electronics costs money. Um, I had one integrator said, but we like a big rack like this because we charge for all the cabling, all the connections. We we have to build this rack. Well, you know you 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 wanna you wanna 
give your customer a state-of-the-art or you wanted to design a state-of-the-art system, uh, um, you, you can put your emphasis on building this little rack or, or you can work on, on uh, 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 other areas for your customer instead of building this enormous, uh, uh, wasteful rack. So what are some, what are some of the benefits? So, uh, you know, why, why go through all of this trouble? Um, uh, you know, you, you, um, look at this, my, my webcam is covering the text. I can't read it. So eliminate expensive encoders. So aside from the space and the electricity and the HVAC, uh, there's other caveats that, that, uh, a lot of these set-top boxes or receivers uh, have HDMI outputs, and uh, often enough, the HDMI has HDCP encryption turned on, so we can't encode them easily. So we need a satellite receiver and a set-top box with component analog outputs. They actually don't make this style of box anymore. You have to buy them refurbished. So they're they're there'll be a time when we can't even get these satellite receivers or these set-top boxes. Uh, and then, you know, from a quality standpoint, an engineering standpoint, whether it's cable or satellite, the signal's already IP, it's already digital. So we bring it back to baseband and then re-encode. So we're stepping on the video twice and the video, by the time it's been delivered to the head end or to your home or to your enterprise, it's been stepped on multiple times. You know, it, it was high res when it left the studio, but then it goes through a distribution network. It goes over satellite, goes over fiber, uh, goes through your cable operators network, goes through the satellite network. Uh, you really wanna go back to baseband and re-encode. Re re uh, you're gonna lose fidelity, you're gonna lose quality. And if, if you're talking a, a, a decent uh, a pro AV grade encoder, it's about $1,500, $1,000 a channel for a decent encoder. If you want a broadcast encoder, it's seven or 8,000 bucks. So, uh, uh, you know, you multiply that by, you know, 50 channels, 100 channels, 200 channels, uh, um, I'm sure there's someone out there that would love to sell you 200 encoders at $1,500 a piece uh, and build this big expensive rack for you. But what we're trying to show you today is a better way of doing it, a more cost-effective, uh, uh, space-saving, electricity-saving, air-conditioning-saving approach. So uh, I have the bad habit of like, talking about the next slide on the prior slide. So um, the heart of our, uh, most of our installs, we really like DirecTV. We're, we're a DirecTV partner. And I'm sure you've all been out there. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are some cable companies that are good out there or they're getting better. But we have found that we get a Vidovation as a DirecTV partner we get amazing service and support as do our customers. And you call them up, things are rectified instantly. You get someone on the phone. Uh, uh, so the heart of most of our IPTV systems is a box made for DirecTV by Technicolor. I'm sure you've all heard of Technicolor. 
And the, the latest generation of, of satellite receiver appliance is the COM3000. And, and the COM3000 can do up to 138 uh, direct TV tuners uh, for QAM output. If we're doing IP only output, it's 96 tuners. 96 is, 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 uh, is quite a bit. And of course we can scale it. If somebody wants more than 96 channels in their IPTV, we could put two or three COM 3000s appliances. So this is why we're able to shrink from four or five, uh, eight foot racks down to uh, three racks, frankly. I mean, there's other hard accessory hardware to go with it. I'll get into that, but the brain or the heart of the system is, is a three rack uh, appliance called the COM 3000. And the COM 3000 can actually uh, output QAM and IP, RF QAM and IP. So I'll give you a scenario. Uh, a lot of times when we're doing a university, uh, the administrative wing, the, the, the uh, educational uh, buildings, uh, the classrooms, they want a more modern IP TV environment. They want the, the DVR capability, the video on demand, all the bells and whistles. But in the dorms, they just want live TV, just something quick and dirty. And they're not, uh, they're, they're like, well, well, we'll update the dorms to IP later. We already have RF in the building. So we are able to do a hybrid of both uh, uh, RF, QAM, and IP. We can mix and match the environments together. So it is, it is possible. And here I give you some numbers. So depending upon the size of your system, uh, by not using those four or five uh, eight-foot racks, you save anywhere from fifty to three hundred fifty thousand dollars. A lot of times, when we're bidding on a project, customer will be like, "I think there's a couple of zeros missing from your proposal." I'm like, "What's that?" I said, "Well, your competitor quoted four hundred thousand dollars worth of encoders. Why does your system not need that?" Well, this is this is a better way to go. This is a more modern approach to an IPTV head end. Uh, I can describe a little more too, like what we see here in the rack. So uh, at the top, it's not uncommon for us to put a, a computer of some sort. Uh, some customers want their own computer there with their own enterprise IT or InfoSec uh, approved image on it. Um, you know, like for Viacom, Nickelodeon, your bigger enterprises, that's the case. Uh, with smaller customers, we just put a, a, a computer in there uh, with team viewers so we can remote in and, and, and control the, the system. With larger customers, we're given uh, vendor access to the network and uh, we log into the management PC that the customer puts in. But regardless, there's some sort of a computer in the head end. Uh, then below that, you can kind of see there's a, an over-the-air TV uh, tuner. Uh, and then uh, the the black unit with all the lights on it, that's the the predecessor to the COM 3000 called the COM 2000. Uh, to the naked eye, the only difference is the older unit is black and the newer unit is blue, but uh, very similar. Uh, so you can see that three R U three rack unit. Then you see some racks below. That's some of the RF plumbing. Uh, this particular customer didn't want anything mounted on the wall. Typically what we do with the RF uh, gear, the, the, the amplifiers, the, the swim distribution units, 
we'll have the customer put a, a, a mount plywood to the wall and we'll screw the RF plumbing to the back wall. This customer didn't want anything on their back wall, so we rack mounted it. So you see there's a couple of rack units. Normally we wouldn't need that space. That stuff would be put on the back wall. Then at the very bottom, uh, we typically put in one or two uh, HP servers. We, we tend to like HP. They have uh, uh, the HP Enterprise series, uh, good remote diagnostic tools, capabilities that we like. So one or two servers. Uh, one server is typically uh, is what we call the middleware, the, the brain of the whole television system. Uh, the middleware software runs on, on that server combined with any kind of uh, video on demand engine or uh, a DVR or recording capability. And then the second server is if we're doing on-site encryption. Um, we like to use Verimatrix encryption and I have slides on that, I'll get into that. Uh, the reason why we like Verimatrix is because encryption and digital rights management is all that company does. And they're the only encryption that is universally recognized and accepted. All the studios accept it, the content creators, that's important. They're the ones that make the rules. Satellite and cable TV accept it. Uh, so not every system has the ability to integrate Verimatrix. So that is one of the, the building blocks of our solution that we fully integrate with Verimatrix. Uh, our second choice on systems that are a little bit more limited. When we go to mobile and the desktop uh, with our IPTV system, uh, we need to go the Verimatrix route. If uh, you don't need those capabilities and you wanna save a little bit of money, uh, we'll, we'll stick with, uh, with Proidium encryption. Uh, but Verimatrix is the most universally accepted. So here again, you know, I mentioned again, you know, saving rack space, HVAC cost and electricity there at the bottom. So, so instead of uh, the, the uh, four or five eight foot racks, we only require 10 to 14 racks, depending upon your options, of course. So uh, a common question we get, uh, now, now uh, some of you folks out there are end users, some of you are integrators, uh, we work with both. Now, if we're working with a systems integrator, Bitovation typically does not pull cable. We do not install monitors and televisions. Uh, the only cabling we may pull is from the roof to the head end for the satellite and the over the air. Uh, in this picture, you can see on, on the very top is a, um, a directional over the air uh, uh, TV uh, antenna. And then we have the direct TV dish. Uh, what you're seeing there is like the, um, the parapet or the wall that they use to block ugly HVAC equipment on a roof. So you can't see it from the ground um, or from adjacent buildings. So this was, uh, I believe at Nickelodeon, no, this was a Viacom in Hollywood. So we put the dish kind of below the lip of the, of the parapet so no one could see it. They didn't want the dish visible. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, over-the-air TV, because it's directional, we had to peak that antenna up over the edge. And uh, we typically will use, uh, in this case, see, we mounted the dish to the wall. Typically, we use a non-penetrating roof mount. Uh, we don't want to drill into anyone's roof. If, if there needs to be a conduit penetrating the, the roof and uh, um, 
with a rain hood on it for us to run our cabling. And most customers have some sort of antennas on the roof. If not, uh, you want to get the, whoever installed the roof uh, needs to puncture or put the hole in it. The reason being if you or I or the customer or the, even the landlord punches a hole in the roof and there's a leak, you avoid the, the, the leak warranty on your roof. So you want the roof installer or manufacturer to, to, to do the roof penetration to code and to do it properly and make sure they're going to uh, honor your guarantee. So that's why we, we like having a non-penetrating roof mount. It's just like a sled just sits up on the roof. So we'll turnkey this. Vidovation will come in and work with the customer directly if we're working with an integrator. Vidovation just acts as a subcontractor to the primary contractor, the primary integrator. We come in, we build the head end, we put the satellite dish on the roof, the antennas on the roof. Uh, we will help the integrator or the customer and train them how to install the set-top boxes, but it's very easy. When you bring up a set-top box for the first time, you enter some sort of a designator, and I'll get into this, but see, again, I'm, I'm spoiling future slides. You, you enter like a room number or, you know, conference room one, break area three, lobby, annex, whatever, some alphanumeric code to identify that location. Uh, this way you can manage the boxes. So uh, let me keep going here. So uh, this slide actually shows um, the older COM 2000. I didn't have a slide like this with the COM 3000. But, so just pretend what you're seeing here is blue, not black, but it's basically the, the uh, uh, same setup. It's, it's virtually identical. So you, you have this three rack unit appliance. The COM 2000, you see each of these blades, you see the RF input on, on each tuner. Uh, the COM 3000 has two RF spigots per tuner, and, and you can do up to um, 16 tuners uh, per, per blade. So there's six blades, so six times 16, that's how you get 96 uh, tuners. We can do 23 tuners if we're doing QAM output. You can see on the right here, there's a, a I'm sorry, on the left, there's a, a LAN connection and another RF spigot. So you can output uh, uh, IP uh, or cable RF uh, QAM uh, to be able to do IP and QAM at the same time. Uh, then here up at the top, this is some of the RF plumbing. Um, no need to get into all the technical details on that, but but basically, you know, you have the, uh, they call they don't call the dish the dish we call that the outdoor unit the odu the outdoor unit or dish uh there's uh four or six cables that come in so we need a conduit that can handle six cables actually let me go to the next slide uh yeah so uh then we ground it we want to have earth so so usually behind the rack uh we want that piece of cardboard uh, not cardboard uh a nice uh a three foot by three foot a piece of plywood mounted behind the rack. We need to bring power to this wall and a ground. So we got to get the, the electrical department or the electrician involved to bring us a power and a good ground. You know, God forbid the, the dish or the ODU gets struck by lightning. This grounding bar is what protects all the equipment inside the building. 
then we have what's called uh, a polarity locker that that talks to the uh, uh, the LDU. Um, I'm sorry, the the LNB or the low noise uh, unit, the, the receiver in the dish. Uh, the polarity locker sends power to amplify the signal and then also locks the polarity and then there's an amplifier. Then these swim devices take the six uh, signals and then help to distribute them to each of the tuner ports on, on the uh, COM3000. Uh, so, uh, you know, I kind of touched on this, you know, why, why go to all this trouble? You know, why go to IPTV? Um, you know, some customers ask us all the time, oh, I have a cable TV system. Uh, is it working? Yeah. Uh, do you want to be able to stream to, uh, you know, uh, mo mo mobile devices? Do you want to stream to the desktop? Um, do you need video on demand? Do you need to distribute your own internal content? If you don't need all these features, maybe it's not you're not ready for IPTV. But uh, uh, you know you'll hear these advanced features. So if you have an existing cable TV system, yes, there are techniques you could use to bring studio feeds into cable TV. But you're 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 throwing money at older technology. Uh, in our opinion, it would be better to make that investment into new technology. So. So cable TV, we can only distribute to displays and TVs. As I said, can't go to computers, can't go to mobile, can't go to tablets. Um, um, so so uh, uh, IPTV gives us the ability to go to the desktop, to laptops, uh, smartphones, tablets, set-top boxes, smart TVs, uh, regular TVs, and any kind of display. So we have that flexibility. Uh, it's very common now to to just buy a smart TV. Uh, it's usually the, it's not any smart TV, and I'm not talking about a smart TV that you buy at Costco or Best Buy. Uh, this has to be a hospitality grade smart TV. And then our IPTV app is in the app store. So you configure the app instead of a set-top box. Only problem with that is the hospitality TVs tend to be a little pricey. They actually cost more than the cost of just having an external set-top box. And you'll see in, in the coming slides, the set-top box is rather small. Typically, we hide it uh, between the bracket and the TV when we mount it to the wall or when it gets mounted to the wall. And then a little infrared uh, eye we glue to the bottom of the TV to, to do the, the IR, the control of it. So most of the installs we do it that way, but it, it you know every application is different. If you really don't want those set-top boxes, uh, we can go the smart the smart TV route. Um, you know, a cable TV system uh, management can't control it very well or at all. Um, you know, it's very common now to integrate your IPTV with emergency alert, I have slides about that. So if there's a fire or an active shooter in the building, um, you're not gonna see that on TV. Now, if it's an amber alert uh, from, from that's being broadcast, that may come through the television, uh, you know, the over the air or the cable TV signal, but we can't guarantee that. Um, if somebody's tuned to an internal 
uh, feed. Uh, they, you, you need a mechanism that that we have. Uh, I have slides that will get into that. So, so that's another important thing. And you know, landlords and and corporations be, can be held liable if they don't have uh, uh, evacuation warnings uh, for their employees. And this just adds another level, another layer of communication with your employees or with your customers, if it's a store, if it's retail. Uh, uh, communication is key. And I think as a, as a culture, you know, we don't read stuff anymore, you know. Um, we're all in the habit now, when you wanna learn something, you go to YouTube to watch a video on how to do it. I, uh, uh, I'll get like a new toy, a new gadget. I don't read the manual anymore. I go find the video on how to use it, you know. So, so we want to, uh, it is the tendency now, the trend that we want to consume our information uh, 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 in video form at work and at home. Uh, so, so we can put televisions anywhere, offices, break rooms, lobbies, uh, we'll integrate with video walls. Um, um, you know, corporate content can be pushed. Don't forget digital signage. Uh, we can't easily integrate digital signage in an old school cable TV system. So uh, we really need this type of system if we're going to uh, 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 modernize our, our system, uh, or modernize our communication. So this is a very cool uh, appliance. So many customers will notice, wow, Jim, uh, wow, why, why is the over-the-air television so much better looking than the cable? or satellite or direct TV, um, not to disparage cable or satellite, the cable and satellite, they're restricted in bandwidth. You know, the satellite providers, are, they're trying to jam as many signals as they can through each transponder. So the video is compressed and, and in some cases heavily compressed. Uh, in the case of direct TV, they do statistical multiplexing where you know, your talking head on CNN or Fox News channel uh, is pretty low, low bit rate because there's not, not a lot of movement. If you watch the crawl at the bottom, you'll, you'll see some, some staggering in the crawl as it moves, but no one really cares. Uh, they'll dedicate more, more bandwidth to, to your sports channels. Uh, cable, I'm not sure if they manipulate the bandwidth or, or it's more fixed. But uh, um, the over-the-air television signals are always going to look the best. Um, now, with ATSC uh, 3.0, uh, when that comes out, um, I'm not sure if it's going to have more. We might may actually have more bandwidth, but with uh, the current ATSC over-the-air television, uh, the video can be up to 19.4 megabits per second, which just looks amazing uh, compared to as low as 4 megabits per second on cable or satellite. So you, in many cases, you may want to uh, integrate this in. Um, sometimes there's a local over-the-air TV station that's not on cable, or if we're going with satellite and, and want to skip using cable, uh, the over-the-air is a great way to bring the local content in, and then you use direct TV to bring in your ESPN and your more, your, your, your uh, uh, higher profile channels that way. Uh, so it's very common that we put an over-the-air ATSC uh, TV receiver in, in the head end. And, you know, I mentioned at the top, uh, top of the, uh, 
the webinar that you know typically customers we're typically replacing an old cable TV system. Obviously, if you have, if you have a cable TV system and your customer wants the NFL Sunday ticket or some uh, foreign channel that's not available on cable, you can't order it. You can't get it. You're stuck. Um, if you uh, engage with Vidovation and we initially put DirecTV in, we can always come back and add cable. We can come back and add DISH. Uh, there were several installations where um, with Nickelodeon, uh, believe it or not, Nickelodeon Music Channel was not available on DirecTV. Uh, so we actually had to put a second dish on the roof and a single receiver just to bring in Nickelodeon Music into the system. So in that install, we had a combination of DirecTV and dish. Um, so there, there, there have been installations where we have all three. Um, some jurisdictions have more than one cable operator choice. There might be, uh, I know, I think it's it's been cleared up, but I'm not sure. Here in the LA area, it's, it, I'm not sure if it's been cleared or if it's still a problem. It's hard to get a Dodgers game that, that the Dodgers signed an exclusive distribution agreement with Time Warner Cable. And then if you're a Cox Cable customer or DirecTV or DISH, you can't, uh, most of the Dodgers games are blocked out. Um, so weird things like that where you, you need cable is the only way to get a certain channel. Uh, uh, you can mix and match. So um, I, I kind of touched on this already. Here, here you can see, here's a, here's a more up-to-date picture of the uh, COM 3000. So, so you see how on the COM 2000, there was only one RF spigot. This has two. And we can do up to um, 16 channels per blade uh, RF or 96 uh, uh, tuners per blade for IP. Uh, and you can see some of the RF plumbing. Again, uh, this particular install, we put some of the RF in the rack instead of on the back wall. So uh, what are the benefits here? So instead of going back to baseband and then re-encoding, the satellite takes the signal off, off the satellite, the, the COM3000 takes the signal off the satellite dish, and it's, it's already IP. Uh, we can output QAM RF, or we can output multicast IP. Um, I, what, so what is the difference between unicast and multicast? So unicast would be every TV when they tune to a channel, so say you have a thousand TVs in your enterprise, you'd have to have a thousand unicast streams coming from your head and going to each TV. But many of those TVs are gonna be watching the same channel. It's not uncommon that uh, all the TVs in the break area are tuned to one channel. All the TVs in conference rooms are tuned to another channel. Individual offices may have different channels, but they're all working from the same pool of channels. So if we do a fully loaded, uh, COM3000 IP output, we could have 96 channels. So the maximum number of streams on the network with multicast would be 96 because multicast, we can do one to many. The stream is shared. So a single stream goes to all, is, is available for all TVs. Now, if we have a thousand TVs uh, in a unicast environment, we'd have to have a thousand streams at all times on the network. So which which do you think your IT department would prefer? 96 
uh, multicast IP streams or a thousand unicast streams on the network. So uh, when we're doing a, a, an IPTV deployment, it's always a good idea to get buy-in early from IT. I like to have the IT guys uh, in on the call, uh, you know, if not not our second or third call early on, because we have to we have to. Uh, most networks out of the box are not multicast enabled, so IT will have to go into all the switches and and turn on multicast, turn on uh, Internet Group uh, multicast protocol IGMP. Uh, so we'll have to, you know, we're not going to throw this in without uh, working very closely with IT. Um, then I mentioned uh, the COM 3000 uh, and 2000 by default uh, spits out IP content with ProIdium encryption. Uh, we can get DirecTV and Technicolor to turn off ProIdium encryption if we show them documentation and proof that we're implementing Verimatrix. Uh, and like I mentioned, if we're doing kind of a simpler system, just uh, internal TV, uh, you know, we're just putting DirecTV on monitors, maybe some digital signage, but we never intend to go to computers, uh, desktop, mobile, maybe a hotel. But that might change. You know, now it's like bring your own device. I want to, when I'm in my hotel room, I want to watch, I still want to watch TV on my phone. I don't want to watch it on the wall. I, I, I would still rather watch the larger TV on the wall. Um, we do have uh, 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 the ability to take what what's on your computer on your phone and and throw it up on the wall that people want to do, but um, um, you know, so if just re generic TV and maybe some signage, and you have no intention of of streaming to mobile or desktop or computers, we could save some costs staying with a ProIdium environment. If we want to distribute your own internal content and we want to go to mobile and we want to go to tablets and PCs, uh, it, we, we, we typically integrate with Verimatrix. Also, I have seen service level agreements from Comcast and the local cable operator where they say, we will provide in the clear cable TV content, IP cable TV content, as long as you guarantee encryption with Verimatrix. I have not seen the word encryption with, with ProIdium. So again, it comes back to the universality of uh, the industry accepted forms of encryption. So my first choice, Vidovation's first recommendation is always Verimatrix uh, to really future-proof ourselves. Um, so when we're doing, so we have the COM 3000 is used to give us 96 tuners for satellite. How do we bring cable TV in in bulk? Uh, sometimes the cable operator will provide an appliance that has the IP uh, uh, video coming out of it. They put the appliance in. In other cases, Vidovation puts the appliance in and then we work with the local cable operator with the decryption uh, cards to get the the IP coming in. A lot, most cases, the the I, the cable TV, the the RF qualm, whether it comes on a coax or a fiber, um, if it's fiber, it's really qualm RF over fiber. 
but but it's it's fundamentally a qualm signal, whether it's optical or RF. Uh, nine times out of ten, it's encrypted. So we need to either the cable operator will put a box in uh, what we call an RF qualm to IP gateway to to decrypt the feeds and to give us the feeds either in in Proidium or Vera Matrix or they'll give us the feeds in the clear or Vitovation puts the box in. Uh, so uh, this qualm to IP appliance, it's uh, uh, three rack units high. Um, we can even, you see how there's blades here? We can even install a blade in this appliance that will eliminate the need for our HP server. It's basically a Windows uh, uh, server on a blade. So we use that as our middleware server. So we save a little bit of cost, but we also save precious rack space. So we can save uh, one rack unit. So this box will, will take the cable operator signal and convert it to IP. And again, we've done installs where we have these two boxes side by side, the QAM to IP gateway box for cable and then the COM 3000 for satellite. And uh, you know we bring in 60 channels of cable and 96 channels of uh, direct TV. Then the over the air tuner, uh, a one rack unit does eight channels. So you bring eight channels of over the air not, that would be more than enough channels, enough variety, get all the local sports teams, all the local news channels, all the over the air. Sometimes customers like the hyper local TV stations for traffic. So uh, employees like, you know, uh, they're going to leave work at six o'clock. They pop on the, the local local news uh, and see, you know, oh, there's an accident on the five. Let me take the 405 instead. Uh, so they want to watch the news before they take off. Um, or maybe news is your business. You know, if you're a financial institution, you want to watch financial news networks. If you're um, a traditional news network, you know, you're, you're monitoring uh, uh, the AP wire. All news bureaus monitor their competition. Fox is watching CNN. CNN is watching Fox. They want to see, you know, who in the news game is who breaks the story first is the winner. So, so they're constantly uh, uh, checking that out. So, um, so I mentioned this. So, so another reason to to do IPTV is uh, integrating internal uh, studio feeds. So, with uh, Viacom and the Nickelodeon properties, we we've done two installs: Nickelodeon Corporate and then Nickelodeon's Live Action Studio. We've done. Um, uh, uh, Viacom, their parent company's Hollywood facility. There are studios in all of these buildings. And I don't know any of you that are familiar with Hollywood. While a show is being produced, um, my, my kids have been extras on some shows here in Hollywood when they were younger. And um, if you're on set, they either take your cell phone away or they put a piece of red tape over your camera. And it's a very serious business. They don't want any footage leaking out of the production that might spoil a TV show or a movie, you know, weeks or months before release or air date. So if, if internal studio feeds are on the network for executives to monitor, you know, the studios are downstairs, executive wants to see, are they in production or 
they're watching in their in their office and they're like, why is everyone sitting down on break for the last two hours? I'm paying a hundred thousand dollars an hour for people to sit in the studio doing nothing. So so they keep an eye on that. Um, if you're a more traditional corporation, maybe it's just simply you know the CEO uh, once a month, once a quarter wants to make a speech live to the troops. Um, just need to put an encoder in the CEO's office with a camera and then uh, push the, that live camera to the IPTV system for distribution. Um, many customers will use our integrated digital signage. Some customers want to use um, another signage system, uh, not because it's better, but just because their operationals and their marketing people are familiar with it. Like we did the uh, Hard Rock Casino and and Hard in Atlantic City, um, the Trump Taj Mahal and the Trump Casino in Atlantic City were purchased by the uh, Hard Rock a few years ago, and um, uh, blew out the whole facility. The facility is beautiful. I have some slides to show you later, but um, Four Winds uh, digital signage was a, a brand of choice for them. Uh, and their signage, th th it was more of like a video jukebox. Being a music-themed facility, uh, a lot of their TV channels are, are music channels. So one, they, they would use the, the, the bright sign as a media player. So one media player had a country music playlist. One had pop. One had rock. So they'd be on different channels throughout the facility. Uh, oddly enough, um, these media players would hang up and get stuck and we would get a call. Oh, the IPTV system's broken or the video's frozen. I'm like, check the media player. And I, I keep reminding them every time there's an issue. It's like, guys, if you used our signage system, we could put those same playlists in there. But, but they're like, well, but then we have to train marketing and I don't want to have to do that. And we train customers every day. But I guess my point is, um, so there's one tech support call. Uh, we strongly encourage you to use our IPTV with our integrated signage. But if you have a preferred signage uh, system, uh, we just assign it to a channel on, on, the, on the system. So we can work with, with uh, external signage uh, players or media players of any kind. Um, you know, sometimes marketing just has a PowerPoint a computer with a PowerPoint that's in, in a circle, that's like an informational channel or maybe like the HR channel. Someone's got a, a, a computer with HDMI output running a PowerPoint in a loop. We stick an inexpensive encoder, make that a channel. So that's the HR uh, signage channel. So this is one of the most important things when deploying IPTV. Uh, Vidovation, we're not the police. Uh, if we go into a customer's facility and we see something that is not quite compliant, uh, we may point it out, but we are not police. You know, if, if uh, uh, we just look the other way. But if we're going to deploy something and Vidovation's name is going to be on it, we are going to do it 100% to code. We are going to do it uh, to be 100% compliant. And digital rights management is a big deal, believe it or not. Uh, one of the common questions we get is, I want to build an IPTV head end in New York, bring in DirecTV, bring in cable, and I want to push it to all my satellite offices globally. Well, the distribution agreement with the studios, uh, FCC regulations, you're not allowed to do that. Um, 
direct tv is an dish network satellite content is not allowed to cross a public thoroughfare if you're cisco and you have an enormous campus uh, or a big enterprise like that um, one of the social media companies is looking at our system so they have a big campus as long as there's no public streets dividing the buildings we can distribute content now your own content your own internal feed can cross public streets but uh, if you have uh, campus A and B and there's a, a street between them, a public street between them, direct TV can't cross. Now we, we've done work with some state police entities and we've got uh, uh, waivers and exceptions from direct TV in those cases. So, you know, all rules, in some cases there's exceptions to it, but this all ties into digital rights. So. DirecTV, DISH, and cable, uh, when they give you a television signal, their biggest fear is that is that, that signal gets bootlegged, that it gets uh, uh, copied. Um, let's just say for argument's sake, somebody makes an illegal copy of the Super Bowl. Well, the DirecTV, well, first, if it, the NFL finds out about it, the, the, the NFL lawyers are going to be all over you. Uh, they're going to be all over DirecTV, and if, if uh, particularly when dealing with the studios, you know, you know the big hack that happened at Sony, uh, everyone is in fear of being hacked, uh, being held liable for content that is allowed to leak out. So again, this comes back to why we use Verimatrix Digital Rights Management or DRM. It's is industry ex uh, accepted. Uh, Verimatrix, all they do 24-7, 365 days a year is encryption, security, and digital rights management. So we've partnered with them. We've fully integrated the encryption engine and decryption engine into our middleware as well as our, our, our set-top boxes. Uh, so this is a really important uh, uh, slide here. Uh, we want to we wanna make sure that we, we distribute our television uh, compliant with uh, the FCC, with the Department of Justice, the, with the studios, et cetera. We don't want to mess around. So integrated video on demand. So um, if we're dealing with a hotel, the video on demand may be more of like Hollywood video on demand. Uh, that would be an entertainment video on demand. And... We have systems where we can push Hollywood content um, to the head end for viewers to pay for and watch. Most of our customers are enterprise. And when in the enterprise, when we're talking about video on demand, this is more like uh, studio recordings, your own internal TV shows. Um, if you're news media, you might be recording the competition. Uh, uh, news entities, sports leagues, you know, if you're going to be analyzing, you know, some of the college football games over the weekend on Monday, uh, you know, you can't watch all of them over the weekend. You, you may want to record them all at work so you can watch them. So um, um, recorded content or our IPTV system can connect to any kind of a media uh, asset that's on your network. If there's storage visible on the network, we can ingest and index that content into the IPTV, uh, the video on demand library. 
So uh, personal and head-end video recording. So uh, there's two ways we can do like DVR or what we call personal video recording or PVR. So, so one technique is recording at the set-top box. So we either put a set-top box in that has some storage, it's a little bit more expensive, or we can use a generic set-top box and we put a USB thumb drive in there and it will record content, but it will be encrypted. So if somebody steals the thumb drive, they're not walking around with that copy of the Super Bowl uh, to get anybody arrested. It'll be encrypted. It will only play in that set-top box. So when it's plugged in and, and, and authorized. Um, another common approach is if you want to have like the the 30 second back button, you know, especially like if you're watching sports, um, you know, on, on the weekend, you know, I'll, I'll watch baseball, hockey, football, whatever. Um, you know, I'll be working with it on in the background and then you hear the crack of the bat. Oh, I missed the home run. So you either wait for the replay or you want to back up and watch the replay. So if you want to do time shifting, uh, we would do recording in the head end. So if you need time shifting and you feel most of your employees or customers would want to do personal recording, we just do it in the head end. We put uh, a couple of terabytes of storage in the middleware server and uh, we just record content right there. And the beautiful thing about it too is that you got 100 employees recording the Super Bowl, we don't make 100 recordings. We make one recording and we put a tag that Becky, John, Sue all uh, uh, want a copy of that. So we don't make, uh, we don't clog up hard drive space recording the same content 100 or 1,000 times. We just make one copy that everyone shares. But this all happens behind the scene. To the user, he just sees in his recording folder on his set-top box, the Super Bowl is there. He doesn't really care what's going on behind the scenes. But uh, so you, you, you get that idea. Um, uh, some customers, you know, some of your video conferencing hardware can be expensive. And if you have uh, auditoriums or annex rooms that just need to watch the conference so say the executives are doing a presentation so they're you know the 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 chief in london speaks for a few minutes the ceo speaks but then you have a wider audience of people that are watching and listening instead of having the expensive uh uh conferencing gear hooked to every tv you know, it, it, to you guys, yeah, I'm sure you can realize it's academic. We we take one conferencing system's I, uh, video output, put an encoder, and now put the conferencing out across the, so we can hit, you know, instead of the conference room TVs, now we can hit, you know, 10,000 TVs across the the the, the network. Uh, obviously, those TVs can't interact with it, but they can at least watch the the, the conference. So so we've done that kind of a. a, a the scaling of, of the existing um, conferencing system. So uh, I touched on this, you know, the integrating digital signage. So uh, we have uh, an internal digital signage system. Uh, everything Vitovation offers is uh, uh, licensed and sold in modules. So if you uh, purchase a, just a basic television system from us and you're not ready for signage, we can add signage uh, basically uh, remote control. You know, we 
we would just activate that module you know you you we would send you a quote you would pay for that that option it's not super expensive we turn it on and then we'd give you some training on how to operate the signage module of course we have manuals and documentation but um once you're familiar with the system it's not super complicated but you know i think customers in the beginning are a little overwhelmed because there's a lot of features so i think um after our first it, it, we offer up to four hours of training uh uh, with the system, but nine times out of ten, after an hour, oh, now I get it. It's basically finding stuff. Okay, here's the signage module. Here's the set-top box management module, um, and we record the training. So we customize the training to you, the customer, and we give you a copy of that recording. So how you use the system or how the system is deployed, the training is specific to you. Uh, but you can see here, I mentioned. Uh, integrating third-party signage uh, system. Um, what we would do is just, uh, you know, like channel zero, we would make the signage channel. Um, and uh, we would just put an HDMI encoder on the output of your signage player. Uh, in the, and usually we would put the signage players in the head end. Uh, and that works really well. Uh, only limitation when you use a third-party signage system, we, it's you can't integrate signage with live TV. If you want an L bar of signage over ESPN or over your live uh, TV, you can only do that with our internally uh, uh, um, internal signage system. So again, it really makes sense. Now there's no reason why we couldn't use a combination of both. So like uh, Hard Rock wanted these media players for their music videos. Uh, any point in the future, they change their mind and be like, you know, look, we'd like to do an L bar over the live video. They wouldn't be able to do that with the four wins right now. Uh, we would just sell them a license. They'd add that L bar in. And then all now, then all the live TV, they could push, uh, you know, who just won the Kino and, you know, go to this restaurant for today's lobster night or something like that. Again, the, the signage uh, can be used to, to help pay for the system. You can sell the advertising space if you're a landlord. Um, if you're a sporting venue, uh, advertisers will pay uh, dearly for for signage and and um, commercial uh, insertions into the into the into the video feed. Uh, what's great about this is, you know, if it's a, a a corporate enterprise, signage is great to keep the troops informed. Breaking news again. Signage is, is an extension of these emergency alert capabilities, which I'll get to. Um, you can have, everything is zone-based. Uh, we could decide all TVs need to go to evacuate, you know, emergency, or uh, only the TVs in the lobby should get L bar A. Uh, TVs in the break area should get L bar B. And all of this can be programmed and scheduled ahead of time. And of course, we will train you on all of this. Uh, we will we will help you set up the system initially, and and build all this out. You know, with proper uh, planning ahead, um, we offer uh, our our typical support uh, on this. We have an email support system, so if you're having trouble building uh, a signage slide, someone from our team will help you. So scalability, security, and flexibility. So. 
I mean, vendors, we all throw these buzzwords out and, and um, you know, you might be tired of hearing it, but uh, we, Vidovation, in everything that we do, we try to keep our systems, the workflow, the infrastructure as open source as possible. Uh, yes, there's always going to be exceptions to that rule. I mean, we're implementing Veramatrix. Now, you're not going to be able to bring a set-top box into the environment that doesn't support Veramatrix. Uh, so in some regards, it's a closed system. But it's scalable. If you decide you want video on demand at a future date, uh, we can add that in. You decide that you want the DVR capability, we can add that in. You decide later on you want the signage. Um, the, the only limitation is a Windows limitation. Uh, one IPTV middleware server can manage 5,000 endpoints. So if you have a facility that has more than 5,000, simple solution, we just put a second uh, IPTV middleware server, and now we can do another 5,000. So there's a scalable uh, incremental uh, uh, addition to the system at any time. Uh, say we initially put eight over-the-air TV signals. We can add another box to give you an eight more if you want to add more over-the-air. Um, so uh, I think I have a slide on. Yeah, security. Okay, so th this is your IT guy. Your your I I IT folks. I I hope I hope that most of them are paid very well and they deserve it. I think nine times out of ten they're overworked. Um, most of the enterprises I've seen, these IT guys are, are, are heroes, uh, but they're doing the work of five people. And um, IT folks, the last thing they want is something new on the network. Uh, it's something new that could possibly break the network. So we really do need um, buy-in from IT, from the security department, from InfoSec. Um, you know, to avoid trouble on the network, their knee-jerk reaction is, no, I don't want video on the network. So we really do need buy-in early. If you're doing internal planning meetings about considering, frankly, anything, any additions to your network, but particularly IPTV, uh, we really need a good backbone. You know, I mentioned multicast. Multicast, you need a good backbone because the channel, if there's 96 channels, they sit in the backbone of the network. So if you have like a one gig backbone, eh, that might start to interfere with, with, with enterprise, you know, internet, email, phones. You want a big enough backbone. Um, what what uh, Nickelodeon and Viacom did because their headquarters, both the Nickelodeon headquarters and the Viacom Hollywood headquarters were new buildings, they uh, put two different banks of switches on each floor. So the the core switch, uh, I think red was was regular corporate network traffic. Blue, the blue network was the IPTV. So they they put everything not only on its own VLAN but also physically on its separate network. Um, if we're upgrading a system or, or upgrading an existing network, that might not be in the budget to have two physical separate networks. But with VLANs, and if we have a big enough backbone to the network, we can uh, reliably make it work. And we, we haven't had a problem yet, uh, knock on wood, in, in, in the better part of 10 years. 
Uh, we've been deploying these systems for over 10 years. So let's get them involved early. We gotta, they gotta understand that the, at minimum, they're gonna have to enable uh, multicast and they're gonna have to enable uh, internet group multicast protocol, IGMP. Um, that, that uh, did not get too technical on you, but that's the, the IGMP is the mechanism that is used when you turn on a set-top box and say, I wanna watch channel 37 ESPN, that switch goes to its switch says, hey, I need ESPN, and it propagates it back to the core switch till it finds that feed. Now, if somebody in the cubicle is, is watching ESPN, it goes to the first switch, oh, the ESPN is already here, let me spawn another copy of that. It doesn't have to go all the way back to the core switch, but when no one's watched TV, say first thing in the morning, um, the multicast streams time out and stop propagating if no one's watching. Uh, so the first person that comes in in the morning wants ESPN, the request propagates to the core. Hey, I want ESPN. Then it allows it to come down. Then other copies spawn off of that as others request that same channel. So IT has to be involved to make sure the multicast streams propagate through the network. Um, uh, we got to make sure IGMP is enabled across the enterprise. Uh, we also integrate with um, uh, Active Directory and LDAP. So your IT guys are going to be very interested in that. And my understanding, I'm not an Active Directory expert, but what we've uh, learned is that not every implementation of Active, Active Directory or LDAP is the same. So we have to do a little bit of customization to, to match our authentication system with your Active Directory, but uh, we've always been able to sort it out. Here's a little cheat sheet uh, for IT of what to look for. Some some customers, uh, it's very rare, but we've had we have one customer where multicast protocol was banned on their network, um, probably for security reasons. A multicast stream can be used, a rogue multicast stream can be used as a, a form of attack to bring a network down. So I think that's what might make IT guys a little bit nervous. But if we do this uh, proper planning, we identify the IP address of the source of the multicast stream, we identify and document the streams. If a stream should appear that is not on the approved list, the, sw the Cisco switch will stop it. Uh, Cisco switches seem to be a little bit restrictive. Uh, it's what they're designed to do. Uh, many of our technicians are Cisco certified, so they can work with your Cisco engineers to, 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 to smooth out any of these bumps. But we need internet group multicast protocol enabled layer two. Uh, then there's some snooping timers. Um, basically, you know, the IGMP is used to give the multicast stream or give the switch instructions how to propagate or or how to we call it spawning or spanning how to how to get the multicast to span between appliances span between switches so this is all the stuff that we need to work out with uh, with the IT department we need to get them comfortable uh, then I talked about the uh, bandwidth of, of video and planning for that. We want to make sure we have enough bandwidth in the backbone of 
the IPTV system. What is that? That's the core switch. Um, you know, a, a core switch, uh, uh, an old switch would be like 10 gigabits per second. Many of them now are 20, 40, 100 gigabits per second. Uh, feeding like at Viacom and Nickelodeon, the core switch was down in the data center and then there was an edge switch uh, on each floor. Um, on a new installation, we try to make the network as flat as possible. What does that mean? It means that there's only, you know, the, the TV connects or the set-top box connects to the edge switch, the edge switch to the core. So from the IPTV head end, there's one, two, three hops. Head end to core, core to edge, edge to TV. So that's one, two, uh, one, two, three hops. Um, so flat, flat. If we have too many switches cascaded, you could unintentionally create bottlenecks. Um, you could have a cascaded network that then goes to a wing of your building where there's 50 cubicles. And the worst case scenario is all 50 of those people watch 50 different channels at the same time. Now the, the, the IGMP will request 50 channels come through that bottleneck. So again, that's why we want the network as, as flat as, as possible to avoid any potential bottlenecks. Um, so I mentioned, uh, uh, well, I mentioned before the audio cut out, the LDAP authentication. So um, I, I touched on this before that, that we have, a, everything is module based. We have a module that uh, we call the LDAP module that will integrate with Active Directory. Uh, you really only need this if uh, if uh, I'm watching on my computer or I'm watching on an appliance that's connected to the corporate network. So it kind of makes sense. Why not marry my my video or IPTV privileges to my corporate network privileges? So I'm a senior exec. Uh, I'm in a certain active directory group, executive group. All executives can see the studio feeds or the stage feeds. Uh, then Johnny's a mid-level employee. Um, all he really needs to do is watch news channels. So he gets CNN and uh, Fox News Channel, but he doesn't get ESPN because he's not allowed to watch ESPN at work. Only executives can watch ESPN at work. I've been in meetings where executives will argue that they need ESPN, and I'm like, uh, this company is not owned by Disney, so what's the business case for watching ESPN? It doesn't matter. They, you know, you're working an 80-hour week. They want ESPN in their office, so you can control who can see what in the IPTV system separately, or using Active Directory, or a combination of both. Um, you know, maybe some IT departments. No, let's keep it simple. Let's keep both worlds separate. We'll manage the TV access rules separately from Active Directory. I don't want to muddy things up. Uh, others, uh, uh, like Paramount Studios, we're integrating both worlds together uh, to keep it simple. So uh, customizable interface. So fundamentally, whether you're on an iPhone, in a smart TV, in a set-top box, or on your computer, it is a browser-based environment. In, in the, in the set-top box, it's all based on HTML5. And uh, typically, 
uh, you know, media companies like Nickelodeon, Viacom, they gave us strict guidelines of of how the interface was to, to look, the colors, the logos. We'll train you and your people how to change these skins, the, the, the user interface. The important thing is you don't want to put a 10 meg image in there. Otherwise, when you when you hit the menu button, it'll take you know a minute for the image to load. You want a very thin, you know, 100k image that loads quickly, uh, which is very doable. Uh, but all of this is customizable. You can use cascading style sheets. Uh, you can do a lot of this work yourself, but typically where buttons are, the programming of the screen, Viacom, they, there's no video on demand. There's no DVR. There's just a TV button. You just click that. Then you can see up top here, it's a hotel. There's more choices, guest services, movies, help, messaging, picking a language. Um, there, there's more options and we, we can we can uh, customize the system to your needs. Uh, we can integrate with property management systems, security cameras, you know, low level employees uh, don't need to see security cameras, but uh, certainly the security de department, security personnel need to see all TVs and maybe the senior execs, you, need, you want them to be able to see security cameras as well. Uh, so we can integrate that in very easily, as long as, uh, as it's a, a compatible format, MPEG-1, 2, 4, H.264, H.265, we can bring those feeds into the system. Um, a lot of these older cable TV systems are limited to HD. They're, they're not 4K ready. So that's another reason to, to, to uh, uh, implement IPTV, to get a 4K experience, to get a digital experience. Um, integrating, uh, um, even on the enterprise, um, customers are like, well, we have a, a cafeteria or, or a cafe in the lobby. We want to give people the ability to order food through the system. Um, some cases is just very simply displaying a menu and then dial extension to order your food, just kind of old school. Uh, you give your credit card over the phone, but you got the menu on there. Or some cases, you know, it's, it's like a it's a web page that's been built out. Uh, we can even provide set top boxes with a keyboard, and you can you can order your food that way. Um, so we can integrate theoretically uh, as we can integrate our IPTV and signage system to any system that has a documented API. So theoretically, we can integrate any kind of front office, back office software you might have, whether you're a hotel, a studio, uh, a ballpark, a convention center, um, we can uh, integrate theoretically with just about any system. Um, the latency of your IPTV system, it really only matters when you're in a sporting venue or when you have maybe a large bullpen where TVs with the same content are in your eye line. So you could imagine that you walk into a bullpen or an open area, there's a TV to your right and to your left, and they're slightly out of sync with each other. You know, you know, and then if there's speakers, you know, you know, if the audio is out of sync, it, it could actually be uh, quite painful to listen to. So uh, particularly in sports, you, you know, near a concession stand, you know, you go to get your hot dog. Every time I go to a ball game, the only time a home run ever gets hit is when I'm going to get a hot dog, go in the bathroom. So you got those TVs in the bathroom, you got TVs on the hot dog line, but you could see like if these were out of sync with each other, it would be awkward. The audio lip sync would be awkward. 
But a lot of times when you're in like a VIP suite, the ball game, uh, the basketball game, baseball, football is in front of you. And in your seat is the eye line of the TV. And if there's like a three second delay, uh, that's going to be very awkward. So we can get the latency down to about a half a second and having all the TVs in sync, uh, which, which in some applications is important. Um, this has become, I think, more important over the last decade with so many shootings and, and um, you know, defunding of the police, uh, uh, you know, active shooters on campus, you know, 20 years ago, like when, when that's never going to happen. So uh, now um, this is important. Now, over-the-air television will push amber alerts or uh, emergency alerts over the broadcast. Uh, so you might see that overlay on the external feed coming in. But if I'm watching something on video on demand, or I'm uh, watching the studio feed, and I'm not watching the live NBC or CBS or ABC channel, I may miss that hurricane evacuation warning. So we can put an emergency alert server in the head end that's tied to the emergency alert network so that all channels see it. And we even have the ability to turn TVs that are off on so people can see the alert, you know, evacuate, hurricane, um, fire alarm. We can tie into uh, the security systems. You know, if there's a button that, that uh, security presses for active shooter, if there's a button they press for fire, a button they press for lockdown, that, that telemetry can be tied into the system. And different messages can be pushed to different zones. Like, um, you know, if it's a hallway TV, you know, the system could be set up to be sophisticated enough where um, to tell people where the emergency staircase is uh, uh, on their floor. And you see how like there's a little map. So all the TVs on the sixth floor have one map, all the TVs on the fifth floor because the stairwell's in a slightly different spot or there's a different configuration. So people know where to go. Then I get out in the hall and I'm in a panic. I forget, do I go left or right? I see a monitor in the hallway. Oh yeah, I got to go down over there. There's where the so 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 you, you can see where you get very sophisticated with different types of messages in different zones. Uh, a ticker overlay. Um, you know, say there's a, an alert you want to send uh, that's maybe um, less of an emergency. This would be a very uh, uh, the ticker overlay module would be. Uh, a rudimentary way of doing signage. You know, you could have like a little crawls that go, um, as opposed to full band, you know, like a full L bar or full digital signage. So many customers use this. You can, again, uh, control the zone, control which TVs. You can put it on a timer that uh, I, I want this message to go out every day at eight o'clock once. I want this message to go out every day on the hour, every hour on weekdays. Um, that kind of thing. You know, if the building's going to close up and be locked down, you know, a museum, you know, the, the museum's closing in 15 minutes, put that up on all the TVs. Uh, and then all of these functions can be controlled with your a browser. Uh, computer that's connected to the network, uh, even the browser on an iPhone or a tablet can be used to control all of these functions. Um, analytics can be important. So, um, 
analytics in a in a hotel, a resort, or a casino can be very important. Uh, um, any theoretically any data point that is tracked by the head end can be can be um, um, analyzed and and put into a spreadsheet, put into a graph. Um, you know what's the least mo least channel watch, most channel watch. So. Believe it or not, one of the one of the biggest tech support calls we get is we need more channels. You think 96, 200 channels. However, if we put 200 channels in, there's somebody that needs more. If we put 96 channels, they need more. So uh, if a channel, you see, we can do a report. Uh, which what's the least viewed channel last 30 days? And we see no one's watching the history channel, and everyone wants ESPNU. We remove the history channel and add ESPNU, so we can see these statistics. Um, another important thing, too, is that we could push HR training uh, here in California in the new year uh, uh, for big and small enterprises. Uh, sexual harassment training is going to be mandatory by the state. And uh, you're going to need to roll out training and you need verification that your employees took the training. So you could uh, push a video on demand video about sexual harassment and HR could be given a report of the employees that watched it all or didn't watch it. And then uh, those people that didn't watch it could be pushed the video again. They could even be pushed a little crawl and the crawl could be set to not disappear until they watch that damn video. So, so every time they turn the TV on, watch your HR training, go to your HR training folder. So, so uh, all kinds of cool stuff can be done to, to uh, engage with your customers, engage with your employees, be compliant and, and training, uh, et cetera. Uh, I'm sure uh, many of our customers will invent new and creative ways to use some of these features. Uh, we have a function called the switcher. Now, um, our IPTV system will, will integrate with AMX and Crestron control systems. We have a, a controller module, but if you're not already using AMX or Crestron for other purposes and you just want a simple way to control the IPTV system, we have a module called the switcher. And you can control every endpoint smart TV or set-top box. Um, change channels individually, change channels on groups. Um, you can have uh, we could have preset profiles. Like, so we do a lot of work with casinos. So, you know, uh, casinos tend to have four TVs on a column. So it could be like column one, two, three, four is the type of TV. So we could set a profile for column number one, column number two, column three, column four, and have a certain channel lineup or a sequence of channels, a sequence of signage. And all of that can be scheduled. Um, you know, at midnight, every TV can be programmed to go back to some informational channel. Channel, and then as employees come in, they can they can change channels. The TVs in the lobbies and in the in the break areas could be locked down where nobody can change the channels. Even if they take the remote out of their suite and try to change it, you want that that TV in the hallway locked to a certain informational channel, certain signage content and you don't want anybody to be able to mess with it. And again, all of this can be controlled via your browser. Um, so here's some of the advantage. I think um, um, 
we're going on the better part of 90 minutes here. Uh, I think I got a few slides left. I, I thank you folks for hanging in. Uh, if you have to leave, we're recording this. And uh, thank you for letting me know the audio cut out. Um, so here's some of the advantages. I'll just go through this quick. So why IPTV? So we can stream live to, to virtually all of your devices. Uh, if you're happy st connecting cable only to your older TVs, maybe this is not right for you. But if you want to go to your computer desktop, that's PC or Mac. You want to go to a, a sophisticated 4K ready set-top box. You want to go to smart TVs, mobile phones, tablets. You want to integrate signage. You need emergency alert. You want video on demand. You want a video on demand library. You want personal recorder, DVRing. You want analytics. Uh, you want that ticker. Uh, maybe IPTV is right for you. Um, it, it's one of the few systems, if not only systems out there, that integrates with the 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 broadly accepted Veramatrix digital rights management and encryption. Um, the system can be used to keep your employees and your your guests and your customers safe uh, with uh, evacuation information, safety information. Uh, if you're a sporting venue, it can improve the fan experience. I, I don't have the picture, but I have a slide of a guy sleeping in the stands with a newspaper over his face because he's bored at the game. Um, so this is a great way to keep your fan. You know, sporting venues make money off of people buying beer and hot dogs. So if you're afraid to leave your seat or you don't want to wait for the hot dog guy to come back to your section, you don't have to worry about getting up to go get a hot dog because there's TVs out there. You won't miss the game. Uh, our systems are easily deployed, but we're very hands-on. Vidovation prides itself on amazing customer service. Uh, me and my team are always on site during deployment, helping to build the head end uh, from the ground up, putting the satellite dish on the roof. Uh, and we can, uh, a lot of times the cable operator is charging you rental fees on all, this, all the uh, cable boxes. You will own this system. This system is yours. Uh, so some of those uh, recurring hardware uh, uh, costs go away. Um, we can integrate with the electronic program guide. That's very important. Um, so we push the electronic program guide so we know what channels are, whether it's DirecTV, uh, DISH, or the local cable or over the air. All of the above, we get the local uh, uh, TV guide for your zip code, for your location. Um, integrating with security, scheduling of live recording, DVRing. Um, some customers use it as an archiving uh, 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 device to, to record uh, assets. Um, on a bigger systems, we can do a, a centralized control system that will go nationwide to control an IP, IPTV system that's, that, that uh, is, it goes national or global. Uh, so we can have a consolidated uh, a control system. Uh, I mentioned the, the synchronicity of the, of the TVs. Um, this was the uh, Mystic Lake Casino in Minnesota. Don't you love the ceiling? It, it, it looked like there was lava on the ceiling. It was the coolest thing, um, kind of like these mirrors with red lights behind them, and it, it really looked like molten lava was flowing in the ceiling. But I, what I'm trying to depict here is that if you have TVs in your eye, eye line that are out of sync, 
uh, it can kind of ruin the experience. Uh, we can do mosaic views, video walls. We can feed video walls, do digital signage, graphical overlays. Um, I think I, I kind of discussed some of this, but here's a typical overlay of a network. Um, um, IP gateways, some encoders. Um, you know, basically we got the the. Some of this is it shows separate boxes. They're actually all uh, uh, combined. It's really what you're seeing here is the modules inside of one box. Uh, is what this is trying to depict. Um, you know, we can st stream. Uh, now we're finding that it's very important with customers to stream off campus to customers, employees. So uh, Paramount in particular has uh, uh, executives, uh, employees, tenants that want to work from home. And uh, we're implementing mechanisms to stream uh, their own content from the enterprise, leave the enterprise, go through the public internet and allow them to watch it at home. Now, obviously we can't move direct TV content from campus to home, but Paramount's own content, we certainly can move that. So we, we have that ability. Uh, we're implementing some of those capabilities right now because of COVID lockdown. Here's what a typical set-top box looks like. Uh, uh, this is a set-top box that supports Verimatrix encryption, uh, decryption. Um, here's a rear view, you know, HDMI, LAN connection, a couple of USB ports. We can put the remote infrared eye in one of these USB ports. Um, here's our Proidium decryption box, uh, set-top box that supports the uh, Proidium decryption, LG box. Uh, it's got multiple HDMI outs. Um, you know, applications, you know, corporate communications, um, you know, compatible with all of the display devices on campus, TVs, displays, PCs. Uh, you know, it allows for training, uh, broadcasting of information, training the employees, uh, keeping your employees informed, keeping them safe, uh, send emergency alerts. Oh, here's the guy sleeping at the sports venue. So for sporting and live venues, you know, keep your fans engaged. Uh, 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 don't let this uh, cost you ticket revenue or, or, or food and beverage revenue. Um, um, you know, uh, let let your fans get up and go go uh, 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 order some food. Go go get online and, and get a beer, get a hot dog. And again, with that low latency and having things in perfect sync uh, for hospitality and enter entertainment. Um, you know, it's all about uh, you know the guest experience. You know, I think you know when you're traveling, usually you're not glued to the TV in your room. Hopefully, you're you know if we're traveling for work, we're out working all day, or if you're on vacation, you're out seeing the sights, but you know, you you want at minimum a similar experience that you get at home uh, on the on the on the TV in the hotel room, and um, you know you want to maximize your rev par, your revenue per available room, increase occupancy, um, you know, better guest satisfaction. I do like the uh, automatic checkout from your TV, where where you just say I'm checking out and I'm running late to get to the airport. And they email me my my folio receipt. Uh, I don't have to go downstairs and wait online to check out. And we integrate those capabilities into our IPTV system. Um, so so these systems will integrate with most property management systems. If if you have something uh, unique, a unique property management system, 
that we haven't worked with before. As long as there's an open API, theoretically, we should be able to talk. Our IPTV system should be able to talk to your uh, back-of-office systems. Uh, healthcare, um, you know, you, you need to keep people uh, calm and, and in their beds uh, while they're healing in the hospital. So, so the television system, the entertainment, while you're confined to bed can be very important. Um, you know, this can help increase the revenue per available bed. Uh, I know most hospitals charge for the TV. Uh, it's not free. You know, you got to pay something crazy like $10 a day for the TV. I guess, you know, when, when you're a captive audience like that, you'll, you'll pay. Um, we've worked with some hospitals where we, we push uh, rehabilitative uh, content. So if somebody is post-op from a heart attack, uh, there could be a sequence of videos and content, uh, either in written form or video form or both, um, that the patient is is uh, encouraged to read or or watch. Um, they can even uh, be given, you know, health tips, recipes, uh, foods not to eat, etc. Uh, the sky's the limit. Any kind of uh, therapeutic uh, content can be pushed. Um, can also be used to, to train the staff, you know, the in, in the staff area or at the nurses station, um, um, you know, li little little tidbits, you know, nurses working, but if there's any downtime, little reminders, wash your hands to, pre to prevent the, the, the spread of viruses, little, little, little warnings that pop up uh, can be helpful in the, in the workflow and operations of a hospital, little reminders. Uh, government and military. Um, obviously, um, government is going to be very, and military is going to be very uh, concerned about security. Believe it or not, casinos may have a higher level of security than some government and military installation, or it's on par. The casino industry, they're, they're very uh, paranoid about another Ocean's 11 or 13 uh, attack, and um, um, they're very paranoid about you know, access to the network. Um, but, you know, security, um, military is also very uh, uh, conscious of, of, of synchronization. So if they're uh, distributing some video, some tests that they did from different angles and if videos out of sync with each other, that could, that could pose a problem. Um, so is it, the sky is really the limit. Any kind of media distribution, live or pre-recorded video, um, is ideal for this type of system. Uh, we work with many colleges in higher education, uh, uh, lower education and higher educational institutions, uh, in the classroom, distance learning, in the dorm. Again, uh, signage could play a role. Um, again, educational uh, lectures. Uh, many of our customers will record lectures. So if a student is sick or misses a, uh, a lecture or has a scheduling conflict, they can uh, get go back to their dorm, log into the class that they missed and watch uh, in the television portal something that they, they missed. So uh, Vitovation, who are we? You know, Vitovation is a, a provider of video, audio and data transmission and distribution systems. Uh, we service uh, broadcast, network, sports leagues, enterprise IT. Um, we're turnkey, you know, we start by helping you, uh, we consult with you, we ask you a lot of questions about your workflow, 
We work with you to design and engineer a system that meets your needs. Uh, we do a large part of the system integration, uh, the head end, the satellite dish, uh, project management. If we're working with subcontractors, Vitovation will, will manage all elements of the installation. And then, you know, the most important part, you know, we stand behind the work that we do with a world-class warranty and support. Uh, you can see uh, some of the customers we've worked with, Viacom, Paramount, Mystic Lake, Nickelodeon, the NHL, NFL, uh, A&E are, are just some of the customers we've worked with. Uh, Vitovation did the uh, in-net goal cam system for the NHL. We had a seven-year contract with them. Uh, it was the first uh, reliable in-net uh, camera system. Uh, we, we make the live PD show possible on A&E. It's now on hiatus, um, but now we, we are working with the sister show Live Rescue. Uh, we've deployed with Nickelodeon, Mystic Lake Casino. Um, so you can find out more about Vitovation online. Uh, you can drop me an email anytime. My email is jimj at vitovation.com. That's my, my direct email. You can find me on, on social media. Um, doesn't look like we have any questions. Um, sorry, folks, about the audio issue. That's, uh, I'm, I'm glad we caught it on time. Thank, thank, uh, Dave, my colleague Dave actually called me I'm like, why is Dave calling me in the middle of a webinar? Uh, but so thank you, Dave. Thank you, folks. I, I hope I was able to backtrack and, and, and cover what was missed. Um, we will have the slides, the video, and the transcript uh, available uh, probably by Friday afternoon, if, if at minimum before uh, Monday, Monday morning. So if you missed anything or if you want to go back, you can reach out to uh, my colleague, David Robinson uh, in Biz Development. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. So thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, I hope all of you stay, you and all your families stay safe and healthy. And uh, we hope to see you out there on the road some point. Um, it's such a shame, NAB Vegas now is being pushed to October. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm hoping the world goes back to normal at some point and, and we can all uh, uh, see each other. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye.